Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the White Oaks podcast. My name is Susan Richter, and I'm the head of marketing comms here at White Oaks. Today, my guest is Richard Peters, senior content creator and White Oaks Lord. Hi Susan, it's great to be here. I think a better introduction is, is needed. Um, Richard's been with the business for 25 years, uh, joining when it was in its infancy. He's seen the evolution of White Oaks firsthand, as well as the evolution of the PR industry as a whole. Um, so I guess let's kick off with your career in a nutshell, Richard. Thanks, Susan. Yes, I studied at um, Exeter University, um, and my course was English Literature. I got a degree in that, and then I went into accountancy for a couple of years, working up in London. Um, I decided after two years doing that that I was actually more suited to words than numbers, so I left and joined a market research company um, where I was specialising in networking and telecoms and running a couple of um, newsletters for the firm, um, which were fortnightly. Um, and it was also my first taste of PR in that I developed press releases for the media on the firm's multi-client reports, both in telecoms and various areas of mobile communications and cable and satellite technologies as well. Um, and then after a few years doing that, I um, joined a consultancy in Greenwich, um, which was purely PR, um, and spent two years there before I joined Whitex in 1996. Okay. And um, I guess it goes to that saying that in the last 25 years, you've seen some massive shifts. Um, I'm guessing the biggest was probably the internet and there was no such thing when you started your career in PR. I hear millennials and Gen Zers take a, coll a collective gasp of <laughs> despair. Um, yes, that's actually right. I'm, when I first started in PR, um, we didn't have any internet at all. Um, in fact, I was working um, uh, on a standalone machine, so um, as were all the other people in the business. So if you wanted to save a document and move it onto another machine, you had to save it onto a floppy disk and literally physically take it over to the other machine and, and reload it. So it was a very laborious process um, and developing uh, client newsletters was quite protracted. You actually had to print off hard copy versions and then send them to the LIFO printers to work on those hard copies and develop the final versions. So everything was very um, archaic, if you like, compared to today. So if I think of today, we share stuff with clients on an hourly basis, uh, whether that's thought leadership articles, press releases, stuff in progress. How did you share those items with clients back in the day? Yes, it was, again, it was very tricky. Um, we actually relied a lot on um, fax machines so we would print out um, the latest version of an article, for example, fax it through to the client, who would then, with a red biro, mark up the amends, send it back to us via fax, and then we would literally have to make the changes on Word um, directly into the document. So it's a very slow and protracted process compared to today. And you had to make sure, also, we only had one fax machine so there was normally a queue to get onto that machine which slowed everything down considerably as well. 
That's amazing. So getting back to the kind of, I guess, operations of things, is it fair to say that PR was more about media relations back in the day than anything else? I mean, what did, what did PR really look like 25 years ago? Um, yes, it was very much more limited in scope. I think media relations was the key thing. Um, we focused very much more on the relationship with the journalists and much less on um, expanding that in terms of other types of PR like research, which was something that we didn't really get into in those days. It was very much more building the relationships and then supplying the journalists with press releases and articles. Um, so generally speaking, I would say it was more of a, a narrow field than, than it is today. And, and how did that, that kind of evolve? I guess not just in the industry, but for, for White Oaks as a whole, because I know when you began your career at White Oaks, you were a consultant um, and you basically did a bit of everything. Yes, that's right, Susan. Yeah, we were, we were all all-rounders in, at that time. We were all helping out with media relations, um, approvals of documents, um, doing a bit of everything, um, including stapling up press releases, that kind of thing. Um, so we were very much more um, all-rounders. Um, so what we've done over the years is we very much more um, expanded um, in terms of our capabilities, um, but also focus more on individual skills. So, so for example, if you are an expert in content, you focus on that. If you're an expert in media, you focus on that. So that's been very much the way we've developed things at White Oaks over the years. Okay, now, I guess now looking at kind of 2022, we have a dedicated content team um, and you guys are pretty much good at everything, um, but you do have your, your specialisms. Uh, so what is your your kind of niche? My niche is really on um, the networking and telecom side. So that's what I'm specialist in. I very much enjoy working on clients that have that kind of focus. I think all of us have developed over the last couple of years where we've been working more as a dedicated content practice. We've developed those kinds of specialisms. And that's something that we're looking to expand across the consultancy in terms of training sessions um, and spending time speaking to people um, to kind of spread that knowledge if you like um, across the consultancy um, so that's very much a kind of core focus for the content team at the moment. And um, just going back to touch on something that you said about the first agency that you worked for um, having kind of mobile clients and satellite clients Obviously, mobile tech was in its infancy back then, um, and that obviously set the stage for you to work on kind of bigger clients and clients that you're working on now. Like, How different was the tech back then? I would say it was very different in terms of um, the market penetration was very small at that time. So the people who use mobile um, communications tended to be very much rich um, clients in the city, the actual size of the devices w was vast in, compa in comparison with today, and the capability of the technology was much more limited, so it was purely voice-based. But that's very much evolved over the years, and it's incredible what um, a smartphone can do today in comparison with 
the very basic functionality at the time. And um, what kind of tech are you writing about at the moment? I think the first thing that springs to mind is kind of the, the leap from that basic mobile phone that could just do voice to AI and machine learning. Yeah, it, um, I think our focus has expanded so much in terms of the, with the technology evolving all the time. Um, today we really are, as you mentioned, Susan, talking all the time about AI and machine learning. I guess the capabilities of that kind of automated technology, how it's going to transform different industries, such as manufacturing, for example. But across a huge range of spaces like retail, even um, healthcare, education, all of this technology is expanding the way, uh, the capabilities that organisations have. And it's a case of, I think, good leadership within those sectors to ensure that that's for um, the good of society um, and it's used in a way that actually helps humankind rather than hindering it. So that we're using automation to actually... Um, add value to jobs rather than um, losing jobs in any way. That's a good segue into talking about how, I mean, apart from the obvious, um, the rise of the internet, how else has the rise of technology changed PR? Well, I think um, the rise of technology has really helped us become more efficient and more professional in what we do. Um, because of the capability of technology, um, we can deliver... Um, articles, press releases, case studies on the content side much faster than we used to be able to do. Um, we can do the approvals quicker. Um, we can engage with journalists more effectively. So I think it's, it's around that kind of capability. Obviously, over time, client expectations have evolved as well and got greater. So we've also had to hone our professionalism um, and I think one of the aspects of that as well is um, that the value of PR has become more widely recognised. People understand what PR can deliver. And we've also focused a lot more on delivering um, metrics around it so that we can demonstrate to the clients and they also can demonstrate to their colleagues what capability PR is actually delivering for them rather than it being seen as some kind of dark art where people understand that it's beneficial, but they can't actually prove the overall value. So from obviously loads of changes over the last 25 years, um, what's stayed the same? I think the, the um, basics of PR have stayed very much the same. If I think back 25 years, I think high quality writing, basic elements like raising awareness, developing compelling storylines, for the media. All of those things were important back in um, the mid-90s and I still think they are critically important today. So um, it's, it's important that those core values of PR remain constant and people never lose sight of them. Obviously there have been a lot of changes in, in clients. Um, I think back in the day there was just a broadcast focus and then that kind of spread out into, into other areas of tech. Um, are there any kind of highlights of clients that you've worked on or technologies that were kind of new at the time? Um, yes, I think we've worked on a number of very interesting clients over the years. Um, I remember, for example, working um, for um, Clive Sinclair, the famous inventor, um, and we did some really interesting work with him on 
motorized um bikes and also motorized wheelchairs so he he was always um very engaging and came up with really innovative ideas um and it was our role to kind of channel that in terms of pr and marketing um and make it um translate well to the media so that was really interesting working um with clients and people like um sir clive sinclair um so um but also, I think what has changed in terms of the clients is we have very much more of a focus on technology across all the different um, sectors of technology. Um, back in the day, I think we, we used to work um, across professional services, for example. I think we had some clients who were in the accountancy and legal fields, but now we really understand where our core strengths are. So we've focused it very much more on technology. And I would imagine that there have been some standout moments for you over the last 25 years. Could you give us a couple in a nutshell? Um, yes, I, th- I feel that probably one of my um, first standout moments was going to visit a client um, who I had recently written a um, case study for. And I remember the clients telling us during the meeting that because of the case study, they had actually managed to um, seal a big contract win on the back of that and their um their customer had said um that they'd found out about the benefits through our case study so that was great to see the tangible results of content um that can actually translate to to wins in that way um so i always remember that moment um quite fondly um and then i guess also um over the years going to big events and meeting journalists at big events um meeting clients as well. Um, there's always a, a great buzz around um, those broadcast events um, that we've done over the years, uh, such as IBC in Amsterdam. So visiting those kinds of shows is always a um, great experience, um, and that still stands out for me. And just touching on those kind of big events, something stuck with me in our, that you mentioned in our previous conversations about getting ready for broadcast shows um, and putting together the press packs. Uh, nowadays, it's fairly automated one person works on them and they they're done fairly quickly <laughs> but what was it like um what was it like back then it was very much a huge effort i would say um before the ibc show we um almost the whole consultancy was working towards that one show so everyone was pulling together developing the press releases but also on the day before it was extremely hectic so we once we got approvals from the clients, everyone was involved in printing them out, printing the documents out, and then stapling them, making sure we'd assembled all the press packs. Um, and it was quite nerve-wracking because we were always working to very tight deadlines. And I remember um, that we were keeping our fingers crossed that there weren't any last-minute changes of plan f- from the clients or and, and making sure that we proofread the releases very thoroughly so we didn't have to scrap a a whole printout and re reprint if there was a typo or something um so yeah it was quite nerve-wracking but it really brought it was a great example of working as a team and everyone from the most junior account executive right through to the ceo were um gathered together around a table making sure that all the press releases were stuffed into envelopes so it's um yeah it was a great um great experience in terms of um working collaboratively I think having worked in PR for 25 years it's 
um, great to be able to work in this industry because it's always very exciting um, and it's always a very um, stimulating place to work. Um, and I think one of the, the key things that's kind of kept me working for Whitex over the years is just the sheer variety of the job and the role. Um, no two days are ever the same, so it's great it's great from that point of view um everything always remains fresh so that would be my my final point i guess wonderful well thank you very much for your time richard it's been illuminating i really enjoyed our discussion this discussion and the discussions kind of leading up to the podcast um and thank you everyone for listening Um, make sure to keep an eye on our socials and our website to see what's coming next bye for now (laughs) 